This is Binoculars, the podcast about the people, the world, our society. My name is Andreas Kopes, and on today's episode, we will be talking about gender and identity. For a recent episode of my TV show QT, which, by the way, it airs on TUTV in Philadelphia and is available on templetv.net and on YouTube, I got in touch with Nikolaus Schmelzer, a recent graduate from Temple's Klein College of Media and Communication. Nick shared his story about an incident that occurred at the commencement ceremony. Check out the entire episode 3 of QT Queer Temple on TUTV for more details. This podcast episode, though, is a deeper conversation about layers of identity, trans and LGBTQ inclusiveness in college, and acceptance in the classroom and at home. Here's Nick. Hi, um, my name is Nicholas Smeltzer. I use he, him pronouns, and I graduated from Temple in spring of 2020. (laughs) Um, I ended up graduating in communication studies with the policy regulation and advocacy track. So I wanted to like be involved in not quite organizing social justice, but like talking for people and advocating for minority groups, special interests being LGBT and disabled. That's great. I think that's we we need so many more people who who are doing things like that. What was your experience like at Temple throughout those six years? What do you think is the general feeling at Temple about different abilities, queer identities, uh, minority identities? Um, how do you how how have you perceived Temple in that regard? Um, it's been very inconsistent, honestly, especially since Temple prides itself on inclusivity. Um, I've had some teachers that are great right off the bat. They ask pronouns and names the first day in case it doesn't match up with your um, roster. But I've also had teachers where I've corrected them prior to a presentation, for example, and said I use he, him pronouns. And the entire discussion period, they misgendered me, they embarrassed me because of it, and it seemed like they wouldn't listen to the simple request I was asking. That experience happened with a class through Klein, which Klein has been the most inclusive school I have kind of had to deal with at Temple. I had some classes in science and computer college. I've had some classes in linguistics. I've had some classes in public health. And Klein was the most inclusive for that. So it just kind of threw me that some teachers were still not like up to par on simple inclusivity training. Um, I have a question about what you were mentioning about misgendering in your your classes. Um, Because I remember if I I remember, if I remember correctly, that you told me that you started using Nicholas officially uh, at Temple about a year and a half ago. Is that correct? Yeah. So this was my last semester. So like, yeah, I was well into using Nicholas. It was well into being on the roster. And we had this one teacher who he just did not want to listen. And during the class, he had said some inadvertently transphobic things. So much so, I kind of had to email his boss, like, hey, this is problematic behavior. Mm-hmm. And me and three other classmates had gone to his boss, like, you may have to do something about him. 
Um, but the worst was I had a presentation and first, like immediately I was like, hi, I'm Nicholas. So you see him. And I went through the presentation and at the end, he's just like, who has any questions for her? And I'm just kind of like, and all of my classmates were just kind of like, what was his reaction then when when you there was probably this awkward silence i don't know um some actually tried to gently correct him by like saying i have a question for him and it just didn't seem to click what is your suggestion what are you taking out of that that temple or specifically klein needs to do in order to prevent things like that i think it just goes into basic sensitivity training Like, um, if someone gives you their pronouns, try to use them. If you don't know their pronouns, stick to neutral. If someone corrects you about their pronouns, don't take it defensively. It's just like, oh, you said my name wrong. It's that level of casuality at that point. That class in particular was a lot because he had said quite a few problematic things. And it was about identity itself was the course. I thought going into it, it would be like really cool. And like, he would probably just understand that sometimes identities don't match up with how you're born. No, you could still be transphobic and teaching someone about identity. <laughs> and just to be clear, your Nicholas was the name on the roast. So the, 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 the mm -hmm. professor had your name mm -hmm. and still, okay. I mean, there's this whole thing about like what's in a name and is a gender even attached to a name and things like that. But yeah. Um, okay. Wow. Now, in Temple's defense, they offer sensitivity training through their Office of Institutional Diversity, Equity, Advocacy and Leadership, short ideal. The question, though, has to be asked how effective the program is in the long run. Nick and I then went on to talk about names and identity, and he even gave me something to think about when it comes to gender pronouns on the record, and we talk about non-binary and genderqueer identities. I was wondering if, and that is probably, you can talk to that better, if it even would help if the, the class roster not only said the name, but also the, uh, the pronouns. So. Uh, the professor has that on the list right away without even that, asking. That would be nice. Um, it would definitely be a step forward for Temple, but for some people, pronouns are so fluid. It really just goes day by day. I know for some people, they use the like jewelry trick, like having certain colors mean certain pronouns oh. for that day. I think Temple wants it to be more static than it actually is. I was going to say, if they change every day, like, How can one list accommodate that? I'm, I'm thankful that you mentioned that for, for two reasons. First of all, I think it's very good for, for our viewers then to understand that uh, gender pronouns are not static like you. And that is probably, that was also, I don't know, bad for me to even ask, would it be have like have the gender pronouns on the list because it is so fluid. And then from a personal side, I've been thinking about that so, so much too recently. I'm like, Well, do I do I want to just try use they them pronouns, for example, just like try it out every every once in a while, because I'm like internally debating so much myself at the moment. Like, what am I? I know that I'm not a man, but I'm a boy. <laughs> like uh, there's also this youth aspect for me in there. 
you can call me you can call me girl you can call me baby whatever but just don't call me man or guy like for me there's this, oh god when, when someone says hey guys i'm like Oh, dying there's there's so much that plays into it there are so many identities that don't get discussed like um technically i would identify myself most as a trans demi boy which is someone who goes between non-binary neutral and masculine ish like i would never go like full expectation of a guy but definitely i don't like feminine pronouns anymore i don't necessarily like being perceived as a woman but do I still dress that way yes why dresses are fun they make me feel pretty no one's going to take that from me (laughs) um which also further confuses my teachers but it's really entertaining to watch people with a trans identity are experiencing discrimination on all levels some people are being heard when they are being called by the name they were assigned at birth. But more about that from Nick. A dead name is a common phrase used in the trans community to describe the name their parents gave them at birth. It is typically linked to the gender they were assigned at birth. And the idea of it being a quote-unquote dead name is that it no longer really connects with the identity of the person anymore. You want to move on into the identity you found and developed and connect more. It's really euphoric to have like your preferred name called and like your actual name. And for a lot of people, it's not really hard to actually figure it out, but it doesn't just like happen overnight. It is definitely a process to figure out, I don't like this name anymore. Hearing your dead name can be really traumatic. Like if you've gone by a certain name for months socially, and then suddenly someone comes up to you and says it it hurts, which is why it's to just be like, not ignored, but respectfully like put away, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I think for for us people or for a lot of people in the queer community, there's an understanding of like, okay, that's a dead name. You just don't name that name. Like that's a that's a dead name. So therefore you don't name it. But I think that is a part where we we queer people now have to educate the uh, the non-queer people about like that's a dead name. Don't name it and don't even ask for it. Don't even mm-hmm. like that, that's the I would the- think the worst. The most common questions you get around dead names are like, well, what was your name before you were blank? Which is, uh, don't ask that. Or phrasing the time before they came out as the time they were their dead name. And that's just really kind of insulting because it's not that you're suddenly dropping an identity. It's the fact that you have a dual identity. Like, that's still my childhood, even if it wasn't like Nicholas's childhood. It's something that should be treated delicately and plus i think in one of our prior interviews you mentioned that not just where you nick inside your entire life you were also named nick by your parents mm-hmm. from a very early age on so so nick has always been i mean has always been part of your inner and outer identity is that a good way to yeah it? um when i grew up a lot of people defaulted to like the nickname nikki mm-hmm. But my parents said, I don't like that for my child. I'm just going to call them Nick. So like 
from the time I was a toddler through now, my family calls me Nick. In the earlier mentioned QT episode, you will see how Nick talks about being dead named during the commencement ceremony. And Temple has not only apologized to Nick, but they are also working on new methods to assure the accuracy of names during the commencement. Here is a quick thank you to Nick for bringing this incident to our attention so that we could open the dialogue with Temple University to secure accuracy and respectful namings during the commencement ceremonies. I wanted Nick to talk a little bit more about his ideas to change the rigged system. What do you, I already asked you that in another prior interview, but what do you want to happen right now in terms of time? And you kind of like, you scratched on that already, but I want you to talk a little bit more about like, what do you want to happen? right now so as far as temple goes and the school system either state level or federal honestly but that's shooting really far um i just want the option at least socially socially to have your preferred name and pronouns at the ceremony i understand legally there's probably some red tape preventing preferred names to be on the document themselves for identity, safety, and legality, of course. But there is no real excuse not to have the preferred name during the social ceremony that is a graduation ceremony. Quick side note. I've reached out to the Pennsylvania State Department of Education, and with the help of Edward Dress from TUTV, they have responded that diplomas and commencement ceremonies are not regulated by PA statute, regulation, or policy. People go to college and change during college as they learn. It just didn't feel fair to be stuck with whatever you signed up with, which in my case, I was 18 when I signed up to college. I didn't even understand my own identity at that point. It took me until I was 20, 21 to like actually work out, okay, I'm trans. I prefer my pronouns. I prefer this name. And settling on a name took me two, three more years. <laughs> There's no harm from acknowledging someone's identity on that stage at that moment where you hand them the diploma with a name may not matter to them in the social atmosphere. I was just thinking there may be some people who are asking themselves because we, we, we touched on the topic of having pronouns on the class rooster, uh, but we can't really have that because it's fluid. How is that different from a name? Names can kind of be fluid, but in everyone's experience, they find that one thing they really want to be called. And for a lot of people, it could just be like, you keep the first letter of your dead name and change the rest, or it's something completely entirely different. But in the end, they will settle on a name because society has made it so names are supposed to encompass yourself on a piece of paper. That puts a lot of pressure for you to think, okay, well, I can't just flip flop for the rest of my life between like these two names. I'm going to have to pick one. I'm going to have to pick one to put on my resume. I'm going to have to pick one to use as my social profile picture. Like you will eventually be forced to settle on an identity. It usually just kind of clicks like really fast once you stop overthinking it. And there's a lot of symbolism in names that we could get into and talk hours about, but <laughs> it's so much. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that because as I was, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about my name that is Andreas is Greek and means the manly, the masculine, which mm -hmm. is totally not what I am. And I really like the contradiction of, of that. So um, I found that really interesting. For a while, I was going by Adrian, like for years, I was like, nah, my internet name is going to be Adrian. I'm testing it out. It's great. And then I'm like, all right, well, I have to be a professional now. How do I like connect to this? And I still had a really deep connection to the root of my name. I just didn't like the feminine version. By the way, Nicholas is also of Greek origin and means victory of the people. But please, Nick, continue. And I was like, I'm getting into activism. So I do kind of do victory for the people. And I don't know if they meant to do this when I was born, but screw it. I like the not American spelled version of the name. That's pretty cool. Let me see if I still have any uh, questions left. I'm going to let the cat out of the room because he's being a brat. By the way, the you, I saw you have two colors on your fingernails. One was black and the other one is a pink or red. It's a very hot pink. Awesome. I did a heart for Valentine's Day, but it got smudged already. I'm really upset. <laughs> I usually make one one hand entirely red, the other one entirely uh, black. I had a really unpleasant experience with my parents recently where I was Zooming with them. And at some point, I was just, you know, talking. At some point, my mother was, do you have, I, do you have nail polish on your hands? And then she said... Was it's about time that you have you can go back to campus and go back into classes because you're getting like insane or bored at home. And I was like, wow. And the follow-up question was, well, is that a thing that that men are doing now, or is it just homosexuals? And I was like, wow. <laughs> I kind of nail polish doesn't have a gender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but also like this thing of like it's insanity and crazy, and I was like. She didn't really mean it in a bad way, but there's this, my parents both are really open, but there's this underlying not understanding Dutch homophobia because they live in this homogeneous town where everybody has their own house and everybody kind of like suburban, like suburban. I was going to say, it sounds like 1950s cookie cutter, white yeah. picket fenced America. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Anything that you want to say? Anything that we haven't discussed? No, I, I kind of went into this kind of prepared just to hit whatever questions you had. Um, All right. This is really what I just wanted out of this. Great. All right, Nick. And if you have anything, you've got my number and then you can just text me. Yeah? No problem. Thank you, Nick. No problem. See you. Okay, stop recording. And while I loved my childhood, I know that I would never be able to establish back into the system that I grew up in. This being said, drumroll, <laughs> whether you are a parent, a professor, a neighbor, or whatever else you can think of, try to be as open-minded and inclusive as possible. 
We want to assure that everyone has a pleasant experience during their time on Earth. It is a journey, a quest in which we try out identities, gender pronouns, sex, love, relationships. We pick up habits, we stick to them, we give up whatever does not feel right to us. But in the end, we all want to be treated with respect. The great and stunning Anna Eleanor Roosevelt wrote in her My Day column on July 13, 1951, quote, I never have understood why every member of the male sex had to dress in the same way. I always like to look at pictures from the era when our gentlemen wore breeches of beautiful materials and colors, long silk stockings and beautiful shoes with a variety of buckles. That's it for the show today. I'm sorry I let you all wait for so long to finally produce the next episode, but I have been really busy with my TV life. Oh yeah, speaking of which, please make sure to check out the TV show Queer Temple and follow us at Queer Temple on Instagram and YouTube. Also follow Binoculars at Binoculars Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> have a lovely summer and talk to you soon. Bye. End quote. <laughs>